Welcome back, business gal pals. This week, I'm talking with Lindsay White about leadership in early business. Lindsay is a sought-after leadership coach and people strategist who believes that every business, no matter how small, deserves three things, great leadership, an impactful people strategy, and a culture that inspires. She is passionate about guiding female entrepreneurs in creating the work-life blend they long for while living into a leadership brand that is authentic and grounded in their own values and purpose. Her powerful coaching style leverages her extensive background coaching senior leaders and executives and empowering small business CEOs. And as an entrepreneur, working mom, and first-time grandmother, Lindsay knows that the blend between work and life can be difficult to create. That's why she loves to coach and guide female business owners as they navigate their personal leadership journey. Welcome, Lindsay. Thank you so much for being here with us this week. I am so glad to be here. It's such a pleasure to have you on the show. I'm excited to jump into this conversation, but first, I'd like to hear from you the origin of high voltage leadership and how your business came to be in this world. You know, it's a story I love to tell because it's a little quirky, just like me. Um, I had a very carefully crafted HR career and, um, I had worked at the same, uh, financial institution. I worked for an investment firm and I had been there for a decade and I had worked my way up. I started in recruitment, which I actually really love. And I worked my way up to where I was a business partner working at the strategic level with some of our C-suite executives on talent strategy. How do we match the people up with where we want to go in the business? And I'd worked for some incredible leaders along the way. I worked in a group that was very innovative. And unfortunately, I came to work for someone who was um, a very toxic leader. And I know probably so many people listening have had that experience. Um, And I spent about two years trying to please this individual. I'm, I'm I'm a people pleaser at heart. And what I did, of course, was made myself sick and anxious and and terribly, terribly unhappy. Um, I was on anti-anxiety meds. I was on sleeping meds. I I think I caught every cold and and virus and like for chewing, I was sick like every second month. It was gross. And one day in one more conversation with her where um, she was using feedback as a weapon, I finally found my limit. And I basically said, I don't fit here anymore. This isn't working for me. And here in Canada, if you are terminated without cause, uh, you are owed a severance. And at 10 years, I was owed a pretty significant severance. Um, And so I insisted, well, I could calculate my own severance. (laughs) I get get added up. And so um, I had already committed to becoming a coach. I knew that I wanted to further my coaching skill. Coaching was a big part of my job. And I'd already committed to a coaching program. Um, I negotiated that they would pay for part of that tuition. And I dove headfirst into my coaching certification. And I spent the first year out of corporate, deeply, deeply immersed in really crafting and honing my coaching skills. Um, You know, the best year and time and money I've ever spent for sure. Um, And through the course of that, I received incredible coaching from my peers and I credit them with inspiring me to start my own practice. They challenged me. They basically said, you love coaching. This is passion for you. Why don't you make a business out of this? And I'll be honest, I had never considered that. I really hadn't. Um, I didn't grow up with that entrepreneurial piece around me. So it just wasn't sort of 
what I thought I would ever do. So I call myself an accidental entrepreneur because like, I just kind of fell into it more than anything. Um, and, you know, today, I, um, certainly out of, you know, two years of, of a really traumatic, toxic experience, you know, the incredible gift is um, I sort of found my passion and my calling, which is to, to help female business owners around the world become the leader that they really need to be in their life, in their family, in their community, but also in their business. And that is truly my passion is to help them be an incredible leader, help them create really inspired places to work. Um, and in that creating businesses that, that truly will change the world. So, um, you know, always a gift um, in times of adversity, right? Absolutely. And I love how you were able to take that experience with one person. And instead of paint the world with your experience of that person, you were able to kind of just say, I can see where women can be these beautiful, amazing leaders in yeah. all areas of their life. And that I can help facilitate that because now I've seen both sides of it. I've seen the good and the terribly bad. And so I can help drive more of the good into this world. I just think that's beautiful. Thanks. Thank you. I know what it can look like. I know what it can feel like. Like the truth is when you are a calm, confident leader, when your leadership is grounded in what you care about the most and how you can bring that to, to other people, um, you, you feel incredibly empowered and inspired and connected. And I think the truth is that's what we all really want. Absolutely. So what is unique about leadership at this early stage of business development before we've got a big team underneath of us? I think we can all imagine the idea of needing to be a leader when you've got 10, 20, 50, 100 employees, or you've got a team of people. But when we're focused on this early stage and we've got maybe a contractor or two that we interact with on occasion. What is special about that early stage in leadership? Yeah. I mean, the first thing that pops into my head, Danielle, is that often we don't consider ourselves a true leader. We don't, we don't give it the focus and the purpose that it requires. And I think it's true for a lot of entrepreneurs and small business owners. I mean, we don't start these beautiful businesses to be a leader. We start them because we're passionate about a product or a service, right? And, and then we've kind of find ourselves in this situation where we are floundering. And so I think that that's one of the most important first pieces is that we lack the confidence, the conviction, the authenticity to lead in a way that we need to. There's a lot of information, a lot of ideas out there about what a leader should be. And I truly fundamentally believe that you have to figure out who you are as a leader. And that leadership is an inside job. It starts from inside of you. And that every single person has the capacity to lead. You just have to understand how you need to lead and how you show up your best self. So some of that, Danielle, is about getting that inner conversation right. So, you know, the mindset people will call, right? But it really is about tackling your own inner critic. Right. That conversation in your head that keeps you feeling small and sad and negative that tells you you're not enough. You got to tackle that. And then on the other side, you really need to be crystal clear on what your values are. What do you care about the most? What's what are the things that are just absolute non-negotiables for you? And in marrying those two things, you know, tackling that mindset 
and, and being really crystal clear on your values and your purpose. Like, what the heck are you doing here? What, what are you on the planet for? What's your mission? You put those things together and then you can start to show up as a really true, authentic leader. That I think is the key is we don't pause. We don't pause as new business owners. And I'm there too. I mean, I'm only like four years into this. I'm still a novice, right? But we don't pause to do that because we're so busy building the business. It's worth the time and the effort and the emotional energy to, to, to really get clear on those pieces. Then you can step into your leadership a lot more effectively, whether it's a contractor or not because they still need you to show up. So I think that's the piece that's the most critical and it's often missed at the early stages. Yeah, and I think a lot of us get that idea of handling the mindset, getting in the right mindset, silencing our inner critic, living into our truer self and you know, living into our values, creating a business around things that we believe in, especially as women is yeah. really important. It's that last piece, that idea of what are you here for? What is your mission? Why are you on this planet? I think that feels really big and scary to a lot of people to find something to commit to in that big sense. So do you have any tips for how to narrow in on that mission in a confident way and to not just pick something out of the air that maybe you quote unquote should be doing and should be here for? So, I mean, you know, certainly in terms of the coaching work I do, I have some tools and techniques about just really allowing yourself to imagine. And again, I think the key here is to get quiet and to get still, right? Hmm. Your inner leader, your sage inner voice has that information for you if you just stop and listen. But I think there are some ways to do some visualizations around what is that? What could that look like? Maybe using some metaphors. Metaphors are really powerful in that space to help us articulate. So I'll give you an example. My life purpose statement is to be the high voltage extension cord that plugs you into your inner brilliance. It's as simple as that. It doesn't have to have meaning to anybody else but me. I don't even talk about it all the time. It just, it happens to be part of my business name. I mean, that's why it's high voltage leadership because that's who I am. So it's really about incorporating some of the most important superpowers that you have. Like, what do you do really well? What are you incredibly awesome at? And how do you bring that to the universe? It's, it's, it's just that simple. And again, it doesn't have to have meaning for anyone else. It only has to have meaning for you. So don't think about, well, it should make sense and it should be logical and it should Absolutely not. None of those things apply. It's your purpose. So it's only going to be relevant to you. And what would you say to someone who's like, I know I have superpowers. We all do. We all have something that we're amazing at in this world, but I just can't see it. You know, we tend to have this blind spot to our own zone of genius. How can they go about discovering what some of their superpowers are without feeling like, oh, but am I really good at that? Yeah. This is so obvious to everyone else. I think that's where we trip up the most. We're like, everyone can do this. Yeah. And, and the truth is, it's actually hard to see past the end of our own nose, right? We're, we're stuck in our own heads, right? So the, the easiest answer to that is find a great coach to work with, because that is exactly one of the most important things that a coach will do for you is help you see yourself as you show up in the world. 
and not just the bad parts, because that's the stuff we see all the time. We're programmed to see the negative. They will show you how awesome you are. They will tell you about your superpowers and help you really understand how those things impact the world and hire a great coach. Like be picky would be my advice there. The other thing you could do is go to the people that really care about you. Go to the people that you spend the most time with. Go, you know, whether it's family members or your BFF, or maybe you've got a, you know, a girlfriend group that you've spent a long time with. Um, Maybe you have a mentor that you worked with in a previous life. Go to those people, your council of people and say to them, I'm really trying to figure out what my purpose is. Can you help me understand what are my superpowers? What, and what do those, what do those things bring to the world? Right. Um, what is it that I, um, spark in others, right? Cause I think sometimes to understand what our purpose is, we need to understand how those reflect for other people. Right. And, and so you can ask those individuals that have been with you a long time. They've seen you grow. They've seen you fail. They've seen you pick yourself up and dust yourself off they're probably going to be able to give you some advice. And then the third thing I would suggest, Danielle, is what are the compliments that you get the most? And this one can be tricky because many of us are not great at accepting compliments. But stop and think about what do people say, hey, Danielle, you're really amazing at this. Or I love the way you do that. Stop and think about some of those things because they're picking out the superpowers that you may not even think about because you just do them naturally. Right. So those are some ways, those are some ways you can identify, but I'll tell you, uh, having a great coach can really help you uncover what that purpose is and how you're meant to accomplish. I love that. I love it. Those are some great tips. Business gal pals go do all of those things. Like get still, get (laughs) quiet, go ask the people who love and know you and, and think about those compliments. I think you're right. We tend to brush a compliment off. We don't take it in. And so it can be hard to remember sometimes the nice things that people have said to and about us, um, write them down. That's one of the best things I've heard is write down the compliments that you get. Even if it doesn't feel true to you, keep a little file on your computer, or Google doc, or in your notes on your phone and go back and read it sometimes because it's good to be reminded of those things. Totally. Totally. Great tip. I love it. So how can we as women honor ourselves as leaders, how can we see ourselves in this leadership role when we're sort of standing on our own in entrepreneurial business, you know, business of one, especially at the start often, how can we really accept that we are leaders? Yeah. You know what? I think that that is a really great question because the truth is we don't just lead in our business. We don't just lead from the front, right? We actually lead in a variety of interactions every single day. So first and foremost, if you are a mother, you are a leader, you have tiny humans that you are trying to raise and so they don't kill themselves, right? That is leadership. And when you start to look at yourself as a leader in your family, right? And I'm talking broader, right? Whether you have siblings or cousins or great grandparents that you're looking after, You need to lead in those places. And so I think that's the easiest way to start imagining ourselves as a leader. What is required of me in this situation? How do I bring those superpowers here, right? What is authentic for me in this moment? And how do I show up in a way that honors my values, 
thus creating the boundaries that I require, right? So I think that that's the simplest way. And the truth is, um, I think those are the moments when we lead at the supermarket, when we let the guy that only has a thing of milk in front of us, we got a full shopping cart, that's leadership. When we hold the door for the little old lady with the cane, that's leadership. I think you got to start seeing yourself in a leadership role every time you answer an email, every time you comment on a Twitter, a Twitter post, like all of those things. And then I think from there, we can start to imagine, okay, when am I leading? Maybe not from the front, but when am I leading from the back? When am I creating a space for others to lead? And maybe that's when, you know, my kids need to solve the argument. Hey guys, I don't want any yelling, but you're going to go and figure this out yourselves. And I'm right here if you need some advice, right? Or it's team members, right? Or it's the parent council, right? Maybe we need to co-lead better, right? How do we lead with someone else? Where am I sharing that responsibility with my partner, with my sister, with my girlfriend as we plan the girls weekend, right? Like all of those moments are leadership moments. And when we start to shift our perspective, we can see that just because we don't necessarily have 10 direct reports and an org chart doesn't mean we aren't leading, right? So I think that that's the important part is really seeing ourselves as leading in every interaction we have with other people. Mm, So much truth there. I love that. That is just absolutely the case that we are always showing up as leaders, even and especially when we don't realize it. I think leading ourselves. how are you leading you Mm. and not, well, I should do this and I should do that. And the guru says I need to meditate for 20 minutes every morning. And you know, uh, right. No, no. How, how is this an inside job? What is happening in your own head? How are you leading the conversation around how you're showing up for yourself every day? And that's knowing what your boundaries are and sticking with them using no as a complete sentence. Um, and you know, practicing your values, bringing them to life. Are you kind? Are you generous? Do you have integrity? Like all of those things, that's self-leadership. And and that's most important of all, I think. Can you expand more on this relationship between leadership and boundaries? Because I think there's just so much there to that. And especially when it comes to leading ourselves and maintaining our values and leading with that integrity that you talk about. Yeah. So, uh, you know, the, the, the connection between leadership and values, I think is probably the most foundational and most important. Like if you don't, if you don't know what you stand for, if you don't know what is most important to you as a human, how can you ever help others understand that for themselves? How can you ever show up in your business with integrity? If you don't know what integrity is, if you don't have a definition, if you don't know how you live integrity every day, how can you have integrity in your business, right? And I think with a little work, we can all define what that looks like. And, you know, that's, that's a living, breathing thing, right? It evolves. Um, but the truth is, if we truly want to be an authentic leader, which means I bring myself to my leadership, then I better know who I am and I better know what I stand for. And when we're crystal clear in our values, then we can start to create the boundaries that honor them, protect them, and, and through that, create space for us to be more of ourselves, create the respectful relationships, the loving relationships that we want. And it's actually, not only is it kind to us, it's kind to them. Because people get to know where we stand. They know what we are living for. 
Um, and in leadership, I think that that is essential. But it, again, it all starts from within. Absolutely. It is this, like you said, inside job of knowing who we are and holding the boundaries that communicate that to other people, because otherwise, you know, people get really confused about who we are. And if we slip on our boundaries all the time, and then we get upset when someone doesn't respect a boundary, but it's because we've given up on it so many times that we've communicated to them that it's not important to us. Right. Right. We've, we've allowed that message to come through in our relationship. And so we really have to own that piece of holding our boundaries and living out our values with integrity. 100%. So how does embracing leadership empower us in other areas of our life? How does embracing this idea of being a leader, make us a better mother, a better sister, a better wife, a better business owner? Well, I I think fundamentally, because um, when, when we can really embrace who we are as a leader, um, we can start to understand how uh, that filters into those relationships, right? And we can also start to understand how we empower others to be a great leader, right? Um, And again, it just allows, it it allows us and the people around us to really understand and be confident in how we're going to show up. People know People know what we love. They know what brings us joy. They know what our boundaries are. They know how far we'll go and what we just won't tolerate, right? Like what is unacceptable? Again, in our family, in our community, in our, right? In our work, our, our clients start to understand there are ways that we will not participate. Um, and it also becomes a whole lot easier in terms of making decisions around those relationships. We don't have to get frustrated. We don't have to get angry. We don't have to, if you're a pleaser like me, you know, the pleaser revolt, right? Gretchen Rubin talks about pleasers get to the point where they just can't please anymore. And then they freak out. And I am totally, I am totally that person. Well, you can avoid the freak out because the freak out is the thing that destroys relationships, right? The frustration and anger is the thing that kills relationships. And so when we have a really great clear vision of who we are and what we need, right? What we stand for and what we'll tolerate. Then everyone else around us is clear on that too. They can start to build their own. We can decide if those two things fit together. And if they don't, we can, we can disconnect from those relationships with love and dignity, right? Whether they're a client that we say, you know what? It's just not going to work for us anymore. I'm sure you'll find another place to do your business. That'd be great. Best of luck to you. Or we have a friendship that we're like, you know what? This isn't serving me anymore. I really love you. uh, But unfortunately, I'm gonna have to back away from this relationship. Or we're on a parent council that's really toxic. And we're like, wow, this is causing me extreme levels of grief. I'm out, right? I want to serve my community, but I'm going to find a way to serve that, that just, you know, really enables me to do my best and be my best. And in the end, what happens? We feel really fulfilled because we love what we're doing. We feel really joyful because it gives us incredible pleasure. We feel really energetic and passionate about it instead of, you know, that soul crushing work that we all don't want to do, but we end up with anyways. Um, And everyone around us is like, wait a minute, what's happening here? I want some of that, right? We inspire other people. Mm, Wonderful. What a wonderful thing to be freed of that frustration and anger and 
you know, building resentment by just living into those things that do make us feel empowered and joyful. And like, we're making the contribution we want to make. I mean, I think every single one of us, especially women in business want to make a real and lasting contribution to this world. That's why we do what we do. Yeah. And our teams do too. Like, just to be clear, the people that we hire, whether they're a contractor or an employee, they want to do their best work. They want to make a contribution. They want to do things every day that make a difference. And so when you show up ready to do that as a leader in your business, your people will respond to that, right? Your family will respond to that. Your community will respond to that. If you want things to be different, you need to be different. That's the truth. This is an evolution over time. But you will start to see how things shift and how people around you respond differently. I love what you said about our teams wanting to do that as well, whether it's, you know, the team of your family or your team in your business that they want to contribute and give their best. And I think they also want to be, you know, just like we want to be acknowledged and recognized for that. So how can we as leaders lean into that? acknowledgement and make sure that those people in our lives are aware that we see them doing their best. We see them making their contribution. I I think you sort of articulate it. I think it can be as simple as a pat on the shoulder that says, you're awesome. You did a great job today. And that can be your teenage kid. That can be your girlfriend. That can be, you know, someone you sit on a group or a committee with. I think it can be that simple. I think it can also be something that's more personal. What did they really love? What makes them feel rewarded, right? So in my corporate life, I, I, that's what I did is I you know, worked on a project around rewards and recognition. And, oh, we have this big fancy program and they get points and they can choose stuff. And I was like, this is not what, pe- they don't want to pick a clock or a watch, folks. What <laughs> is meaning? Go and have a Go and have a conversation with your people and find out what makes you feel rewarded. It could be a Starbucks card. It could be a dinner box delivered to their door because she's a busy working mom too. Like what is going to make them feel cherished and loved? And actually, it's not what you want. It's what they want. And a lot of leaders get tripped up. Oh, this thing's really cool. Everybody will love this. No, they don't need another scarf, right? Like, like put yourself, use your empathy, put yourself in their position. What do they want? Or ask, heaven forbid. <laughs> Open communication. It's an amazing thing. <laughs> like seriously, go and scope them out on Facebook, right? Look at their Twitter feed. What do they follow on Instagram? Like, again, you don't have to be Sherlock Holmes, but just do a little legwork. Find, but honestly, sometimes it's just the simple, I see you. I think you did a great job. I know that was really hard. And look at what you've accomplished. It's amazing. You are wonderful. Just some one, just some really heartfelt words of affirmation and maybe a little touch if you're physically close to them can be really powerful. Definitely. Yeah, I think that's very true. I mean, we think back to, you know, children and the kid who gets the straight A's who everyone's like, oh, good. Yeah, we knew you were going to do that. Versus the kid who gets a B minus and the teacher steps in is like, this was so, I saw you struggling with this. I saw how hard this was for you and you have worked so hard and you got to this point and you're doing amazing. And I'm so proud of you. I mean, that kid with the B minus is going to be on top of the world versus the kid with the straight A's who 
you know, was just sort of like, yeah, okay, cool. Way to go, kid. We all want to feel seen, heard, acknowledged, and like we belong. That's really our basic human needs, right? From an emotional and spiritual perspective. Yeah, we need food, water, and shelter too. But like from a basic spiritual and, and emotional level, yeah, that's, that's all we want to know, right? And, and when we can offer people that, whether they're in our family or our community or in our business, um, they'll respond in really new and magical ways. Definitely. How can we get more of that for ourselves if we feel like that's something we've been lacking in terms of that recognition and and people seeing who we really are and what we're bringing to the table? And I'm really terrible at this. So I'll tell you first what I do. So um, not only am I a people pleaser, I'm a real high achiever. And that's the inner critic that I really struggle with, particularly in my business. And that critic, he doesn't allow me to celebrate. Even when I accomplish something amazing, he's always telling me that I'm not working hard enough. I'm not successful enough. I need to hustle more. Right. And so what I actually really have to, and it's, it's a masculine voice for me. Like that's the truth. What I really have to do is consciously stop and celebrate. So that doesn't necessarily mean I need to throw myself a party with balloons, but it means that I actually need to give myself five minutes and I really need to do that for myself. I need to acknowledge I worked really hard on that. That was a real accomplishment for me. This is the culmination of several months of work. Um, And I am super proud of myself. And here's the three reasons why. So I have to be pretty methodical about it because otherwise I'll just speed right past it. Like I'm really terrible and I, you're nodding. I mean, I'm sure there's lots of people that are like that, right? So you, you know, you have to identify that that's what's happening. That's the first step. And you, you, then you have to consciously choose to stop and celebrate. And that, that saboteur probably says that you can't rest either. You probably like me have a hard time sitting still. Cause there's always something I could be doing. Um, you know, again, if that's something that you find really exceptionally hard to do, having a great coach can really help you do that, right? Can really help you embrace and stand in your brilliance. Not only what do you do well, but what have you accomplished as a result? And that is absolutely key. We get such energy and momentum from that. It fuels our passion. So if we're not doing that, I think it's one of the first signs you're heading towards burnout is the truth. It's small and subtle, but I think it's important. So, you know, having a great coach to help you acknowledge and celebrate those moments and pause to do that can be really important. Again, if you have a trusted council of people, friend, a bestie, a business bestie, right? Especially if it's a business focused accomplishment, an accountability partner who will also hold you accountable to celebrate. Um, If you have a mentor who can really help you reflect in a bigger, broader way on those accomplishments, um, or if, you know, if you have a really supportive partner who really, maybe he's like mine and doesn't understand what it means to be an entrepreneur, but still is proud of you anyways, you know, calling on those people to really help you can be really important. I think too, we have to be careful about qualifying our celebrations Um, You know, that inner critic is so active and can tell us, well, don't celebrate sending out those emails on time. That's nothing. That's just what you should be doing anyway. Celebrate the big sale. Celebrate the big end of the year, you know, accomplishment, goal, number, whatever it is. And, And sometimes even qualifying our failures as worthy of celebration because it's not necessarily always about 
what we achieve, but it's about who we become in the process of striving for that achievement. So when we're facing that failure, we can say, well, this didn't go as planned, but (laughs) here's what I learned. And here's who I became by going through this process and celebrating that saying, Hey, I failed at this and I'm going to keep going. And that's amazing. I I had to do just that yesterday. I had submitted a proposal to speak at a, um, a a local chamber of commerce uh, day, a leadership day. And, um, you know, I had sort of been waiting two weeks to hear back. I got the email yesterday and it was, you know, thanks very much. We really appreciated your proposal. We thought it was great. We've decided to go in a slightly different direction. And the truth is they were only taking three or four speakers. And, um, but we really love to hang on to your proposal because we think, you know, we might like to have you speak at a later date. And, you know, as disappointed as I was, because I thought, oh, this would be a great event to speak at. I thought, you know what? I feel really great about the fact that I submitted that proposal. I did it in one hour. (laughs) I had to have it on, you know, in by four o'clock on a Friday and only found out about it at 10 minutes to three. And I did it in one hour. I submitted it and they really liked it. And, you know, um, what's, it's not no forever. It's just no for right now. And I have that proposal now. So if there's other opportunities, I can send it off really quick. Look at, I just found like four things to celebrate, right? So I, I really do believe in finding the gift or opportunity in every situation. And that's not easy, but with practice, you can do that. And I think you've, you've said it great throughout this episode. If you're struggling with that, that's a great thing to take to a qualified coach or to someone who knows and loves you and can help you identify those things yeah. that you're looking over because you're stuck in that negative chatter and feeling like you're not enough. It, it, it's so true. And I think we'll spend hours in, you know, it, it throughout our day and particularly in the middle of the night, because for some people that that negative self-talk wakes you up and tells you about all the things you screwed up yesterday and all the things you're going to screw up tomorrow. And oh my gosh, you know, and 40 years ago, what you screwed up. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like, let's bring up the stuff I did in high school that didn't go well. The truth is, you are far better off spending a couple hours a month with a coach and just, and, and actually making the investment in yourself. You are better off spending that concerted time on that because you're spending a ton of time and emotional energy beating yourself up. And what good is that doing for anyone? It's holding you back. It's keeping yeah. you from serving in, you know, the capacity that you were put here to serve in. It's keeping you from shining your greatness into the world, which is exactly why all of us are here. I know we talked about finding that specific purpose, but I think the greater purpose is just for us to shine our light and to cast it on others so that other people can feel that warmth. Yeah. hundred percent. Well, this has been great. There's been so much wisdom in this just short conversation. It's just beautiful. How can people find you if they want to talk to you more about leadership and find out more about what you do with High Voltage? I'm a connector. That's a value of mine. So I love to connect with people and have this conversation. So you can find me. My website is highvoltageleadership.ca. I spend a lot of time in LinkedIn um, and I'm Lindsay White. You can come and connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm also on Instagram at highvoltleadership. And you can find me on Facebook too. So come connect with me. I'd love to, I'd love to hear what you're struggling with and, and how I can help you as a leader. 
and really do connect with her business gal pals. Even if you feel like you're not ready for leadership coaching, just make the connection. Lindsay is an amazing down to earth, warm person. And she really does want to connect with you. She wants to say, Hey, and hear from you and just have a genuine connection. It's a beautiful thing. Oh, thanks, Danielle. I'm so glad that we are connected. Me too. So before we wrap, what is a favorite business hack or a bit of advice that you'd like to leave the business scalp outs with? Listen to all the advice, right? Listen to all the things and then listen to what your heart tells you to do. Because I, I truly believe that your own heart, your own intuition is always going to lead you in the right direction. You need to learn. You need to t- take in all of the different things and then you need to figure out what's going to work for you. Um, and it, you know, if all else fails, take all that social media, just take those apps right off your phone. If you can't hear what's in your heart, delete Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, d- take it all off and spend an entire day just listening, just listening and being quiet because honestly, it's all in there. Um, you, we just get so distracted and you just need to listen to it. Perfectly said. Thank you so much for having this conversation with us this week. I really appreciate it. And Business Gal Pals, all of Lindsay's info, plus a leadership style quiz that she has for you to take to find out your leadership style will be in the show notes so that you can find all of that juicy goodness. Thank you, Lindsay. My pleasure, Danielle. Mm -hmm.